0: I grew up in a small beach town, off of A1A, across the street from the ocean. My mom and I lived in a two-bedroom, one-bath duplex, just under a thousand square feet. We were 26 miles between causeways, that's bridges to the mainland. To get to high school, it was about a 15-mile drive, which took about an hour on the bus. So it was a big deal when I started driving myself. Ah, those were the days. Listening to Humpty Dance, some Rob Zombie, maybe Vanilla Ice if I was lucky. The one thing I really had to get used to, though, was keeping the car filled up with gas. I didn't have a ton of money, and I liked to spend it on things not responsible. So it was often that I was running out of gas. There was only one station on my way from home to high school, so I really had to think about it, which I didn't do often. One particular time I ran out of gas. <coughs> The car stopped right in front of the Sea Oats Motel. Now this has long been demolished, but I remember exactly where it's at. I walked onto the property, about five motel rooms, and the maintenance man's house. Well, I knocked on his door and nobody answered. I started looking around, saw a lawnmower. What's always next to a lawnmower? A can of gas. I grabbed the can, walked across the street back to my car, filled it up, and I was on my way. So after school, I put gas back in the can, delivered it to the man. When I knocked on his door this time, he was home, I explained what happened. That's when he told me it must have been after 7.42 because that's precisely the time he leaves each and every day to take his daughter to school. He doesn't return until 8.17. Well, that's a little bit much information, but I thank you again for the gas. I was on my way. Well, it wasn't but two weeks later until my car runs out of gas in about the same spot. I looked at my watch, it was 7.35. So I waited the other seven minutes, and sure enough, there the guy goes, driving off his property. So now I waltz right on, grab that can of gas, fill my car up, and I was on my way again. Sadly, I never went back to the Sea Grape Motel. I still have the gas can. I feel bad about it, but here we are. My question to you, have you ever run out of gas? Do you have a great story about it? Let's talk about it, along with kids' sick days, and maybe, the sweet art of negotiation, all on today's Joshing Around. Do you ever find yourself on Expedia or Travelocity or any other travel site? Fuck Hotwire. And wonder, how the hell did I get here? What am I doing here? My wife and I call it vacationing. We, uh, well, we just need to get away and we start looking, if only in our minds, right? We have no plans to probably go on this vacation. But we found out about cheap flights to Bimini in the Bahamas. In fact, you can take a shuttle from Fort Lauderdale. Just get on a boat, you're there in an hour or two. Oh my gosh, I like to vacation on Google Maps. Just go up on Google Maps and look around the world. Where might we go today? It's how I found out about the Maldives. It's, It's what makes the Bahamas amazing. Pull it up right now and look at those marble blue waters. Oh, take me away. Ugh. Nobody likes to be sick, but kid sick days are the worst. First of all, you've got to call your boss and let him know that you won't be coming in today. If you don't get sick days like me, that means no money for you. Even if you do get sick days, you've got to waste one on your kid being sick. I've already paid for daycare, too, so I'm just hemorrhaging cash over this whole thing. But what's worse is I don't get the snuggling comfort of being sick. I'm not going to be in my bed watching Chips Patrol or Prices, right? No, instead, I've just got an extra shift of wiping noses and blowing butts. Oops, I said that wrong. I do say it a lot. Gosh, I'm always here wiping butts and blowing noses. One of my older kids looked at me after I said it. You haven't wiped my butt in years. (sighs) I looked at him and replied, Didn't you just throw up in my car the whole way here? Hello, Josh and around. So, uh, thanks for calling in. And I don't know if you actually made a literal story about about running out of gas, or if you're talking about, you know, you're physically, like, tired. But I'm going to go with the first one. And uh, I remember this first time, first time date with a girl in high school. We ran out of gas on the way to take her home. One of the darkest roads you'll ever find. We had to like, hike to a, a house like, a few miles away and talked to this old couple who were scared to death of opening the door for us. But they did. We got the gas, went back, put it in the truck, and everything worked out. We ended up dating for a few years there. So, you know, it worked out. I had a little shared experience. Just wanted to share that with you today. Hope you have a great one. Keep talking and calling in. We'll have a good one. Thanks, this is a great story. Thank you so much. If Mark Twain had called in to tell us about his first time running out of gas, I don't think it would be as sweet. I'm glad things worked out for you. Hey, here's another question. Has anybody's electric car run out of batteries? I'd really like to hear about that. That's a new experience for me altogether. Because it's a kid's sick day, I still have my house shoes on. This pushing noon and here I sit but nonetheless no wingtips for me today it's okay I can bounce in and out used to wear slippers but they were a little too grizzly for me so I finally just started wearing Vans how did I buy Vans well I think it might have been because of that damn Daniel video would that be a meme I mean, it was just I don't know a shame on me especially since Vans are just keds for men right What's up, Josh? And around positive gaming here. I know I don't have a car, I wish I did, but nah, i never been in one of those cars. But if you're talking about if I ran out of gas, sometimes, but I always refill myself with positivity and hopes and looking up for things to happen and I make them happen and I just change, I'll change a life by saying a few words that mean something to someone, you know got to give people hope. No one else is going to do it. Later. This is great advice. Look for things that can happen and then make them happen. I try to live my life in the realm of probability. I want to be pretty sure that things are going to happen, but that doesn't mean I don't entertain possibility, right? Just because it's not probable doesn't mean it's not possible. That's the dreamer in me, the risk taker the salesman. I can't just sit at a desk and keep cashing my checks. I can't live without a car unless I live in a great place with wonderful public transportation, but that's neither here nor there. Every once in a while, I will take that ride just on fumes, hoping that I'm going to coast into the next gas station and everything's going to be okay. Speaking of something that needs a lot of fuel, United Launch Alliance is putting an Atlas V rocket into the sky tonight. If you're anywhere near me, look up to the heavens at around 7.52 p.m. and you'll see the spectacular sight that is a rocket launch. On top of the rocket is the Air Force's fourth space-based infrared system satellite, bound for an orbit high over the equator. This satellite, built by Lockheed Martin, is known as SPURS carries scanning and staring sensors designed to detect missile launches early and feed data to missile defense systems. I bet it could also figure out what you had for breakfast this morning. So be safe out there, everybody. So there's another reason to be positive. Anything truly is possible. It was less than 115 years ago that the Wright brothers got some contraption off the ground. This is after 10,000 years of humankind staring up, jealous of birds. 50 years after we get off the ground, we're off the earth. 70 years after we fly for the first time, we're standing on a celestial body, depending on who you ask. And now we just nonchalantly talk about blasting out of the atmosphere. We talk definitely about visiting other celestial bodies to boldly go where no man has gone before. And this is crazy or would have been to anybody 150 years ago. Look at how far you can go. If you only pump the positivity. Welcome back to Ambient Noise on Anchor.fm. I've heard that sound before. Late one night as a weary traveler, I pulled off the side of the road and stayed at the Governor's Inn in Tallahassee. Just as I was about to go to sleep, I heard what sounded like a hundred clocks ticking all at once. I couldn't quite figure out the sound until it was about to crescendo, and that's when I realized, Oh, this is just people doing it in the room next door. Keep those ticking clocks in mind, though, when it comes to negotiations. Time is of the essence. However, timing's a little more important. You want to find somebody that needs to sell, doesn't just want to. Now, if it's something you need, sorry, you're going to have to pony up and pay full price. But if it's just a want or a whim, well, let's just try and get a conversation started. That's all negotiations are. Where to start? Since you can always adjust your price up, find a price that makes you so uncomfortable that you clench your upper thighs just when thinking about it, let alone saying it out loud. Once you've got your price, try and get that conversation started. A desperate person might say yes to your offer. Someone a little more aggressive might never answer at all. Keep in mind, they can do one of four things. Accept, reject, counter your offer, or just ignore it altogether. I don't like it when people don't talk to me, so ignoring shouldn't be an answer. But if they do... Up the offer just a little more and see if that starts the conversation. If not, like I said, be prepared to walk away. That's how you find the deal of a lifetime. Today was a great day for Josh's everywhere. ESPN's Mel Kuyper released his first NFL draft projections this year with a Josh coming in at one and two. Josh Allen and Josh Rosen look to be the first two picks off the board. Throw in Josh Jackson, and there's a chance three Joshes go in the top 15 picks. Josh team. Hopefully, their agents listen to today's segment on negotiations. I pray that all your tanks stay topped so you can make it home to 100 ticking clocks. And we can all fill up the next time. We start joshing around.